welcome to the You Bet Smart podcast. This is episode 26, and on this podcast, we're going to talk about UFC 290. But before we get to that, we got to go over the Twitter poll. We're going to do a segment that we've uh, done a couple times in the past, I think. This will be the third time, the poll position. And we did a poll on Twitter where I think we had over 100 people vote for it. And the poll was, who would win in a fight? Superman or Batman? <laughs> I'm just going to, I'll go first. I think this is hands down Superman. I think, I think Superman 100%. <laughs> but what do you, we have a guest on all our UFC podcasts. We have a guest. Parrish is with us. What do you think, Parrish? I'm going with Batman. What? <laughs> So, is that what you guys did that? Yeah, we, we knew he was a huge Batman fan. That's why. Why, why Batman? What do you, how do you think he's going to win this? He's too smart. He's too smart, man. He's not He's not going to let that that big ape take advantage of him like that. It's, he's too smart. He'll, he'll trick him with something. We'll, well, we'll reveal what the poll came up with in, in a couple seconds, but let's go around the horn. What do you think, Jake? I think it's hard to beat Superman, honestly. Yeah. It doesn't seem realistic, but. Chris, yeah, I think you'd have to go with Superman. <laughs> Superman, three yeah. Supermans and one Batman. I like Batman better, but I feel like looking at Parrish's face, he's gonna turn into Batman <laughs> in a second. He's gonna like, I'll be right back, and comes back. <laughs> I don't have the money, and kicks all of our asses. <laughs> um, but here's here's what the poll came up with. It came out with eighty two percent Superman, eighteen percent Batman. So sorry, Parrish. We didn't mean to piss you off right off the bat of the <laughs> shit. <laughs> piss off our guests when they get here. Um, but I thought that this was a pretty funny uh, quote that Eric from the Vegas Benchwarmers, he's been on the show before, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Eric said, Superman is a superhero with superpowers, and Batman is basically Mark Zuckerberg cosplaying with cool weapons. <laughs> I thought that was a pretty good line. It sounds like he might have. Edited that, edited that a couple times. Like he had a, that was well written. Yeah. Um, but speaking of Mark Zuckerberg, we wanted to talk about before we get into the UFC, we wanted to talk about uh, what everybody's talking about online is the Mark Zuckerberg versus Elon Musk. If that fight will ever happen, I think someone might have said something, but I doubt it'll ever happen. But if it does, who do you guys think will win that one? Well, let's go with Jake first. Uh, I think I have to. I have to go with Musk here. He's a six foot one. Uh, what do we got? Uh, oh, Zuckerberg is only five foot eight. So Musk has got the reach. He's got the determination. He just trained recently for the first time. And the guy said he was stronger than he expected. So I'm going with Musk here. How old are they? Do you have their ages there? I think Musk is like 50 something and Zuckerberg's like late 30s. That's what it seems. Yeah. yeah. So you'd have the age on him. Yeah. But he's definitely smaller. And what do you think, Chris? I would pick Zuckerberg because of the age. And he actually like trains. So it'd yeah. be the the ugliest fight ever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, they neither one might win because it just could end in a draw because no one could land a punch or take either one of them down. So it reminds me of those old Howard Stern fights that they had where they would put like, he kind of invented celebrity boxing and then celebrity boxing became a thing. But uh, I think even it, did BJ Armstrong from the Bulls fight in that? I, I think he did. I, I, think he I did used yeah, to fight I remember that. that. Yeah. But uh, what do you think, Parrish? Who, who will win? Zuckerberg, Musk? Chris is right. Um, 
Zuckerberg, I almost forgot his name for a second. He does train, but I think Musk is going to use the neural link on him. <laughs> oh, yep. He would do some Batman shit on him. He just down. You think about he's it. He's just going to download ten years of judo right into his dome. <laughs> uh, yeah, there you go. You know, that would be that's what I would do. That would be interesting if you could do that with Neuralink is is download experience like the too. Matrix. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Just like the Matrix. Yeah. Yep. I would I would take Zuckerberg too, um, just because he's he's also a, a really good fencer. I think he's into fencing and he's he has some years of jujitsu. When he was on Rogan, he talked about how he's been doing jujitsu for like five years. He's won some tournaments, you know? Oh yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, up in the Simi Valley area, nothing like <laughs> yeah. no national tournaments or anything yeah, like I that. I think he entered, he entered them without saying like who he, no, I mean, he just looks like a normal nerd. Yeah. Like probably no one knew who he was, but I saw some video of it. It wasn't <laughs> very impressive. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's trying though. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome that he's doing that. Is that what you do, Parrish? You're, you're, you do jujitsu? I did it. Okay. I did it for a while. I You've did that. I can't. I did. Well, I started with wrestling and judo. And then later, Brazilian jiu-jitsu got really big. And I'm like, I'll try it out. And it's pretty much just judo without the throwing. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever done that, Jake? Done jujitsu? A little bit, but not formally. Okay. Yeah, I've never done it before. Have you, Chris? No, nothing. I'm kind of interested in doing it. I think I might put my son in it. Yeah. Just because he's like got so much energy just to like to give him like a discipline and get his energy out put him in wrestling or judo oh really okay yeah over jujitsu how come well because jujitsu is a little bit too defensive and boys would be better suited with more in the aggressive nature like wrestling you assert yourself okay right yeah. it's an offense it's more offensive jujitsu is offensive to an extent but they don't really teach these uh, kids how to get people to the floor really well well that's not going to help you too much you know, if you you good at submissions, but you're not good at takedowns, it's, it's kind of useless. Oh yeah, yeah. You'd be, you'd be better suited with um, with wrestling, and then later he can learn jujitsu. Or if you just want to teach him one thing, just teach him judo because he'll learn how to wrestle and he'll learn how to do the upper body throws and foot sweeps. And then on the ground, they do arm locks and chokes too. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I'm gonna take your advice and talk to Amanda about that too. later. It's cheap. Oh, okay. Yeah, Generally. I can see it because it's not as popular as jujitsu is right now. Yeah. Okay. BJJ is kind of like a. It's become very McDonald's in a in a way. You know, it's just a thing right now. But eventually, it'll there'll be something else they'll replace it one day. Even karate is a uh, really expensive for kids. It's over two hundred bucks a month for karate. Wow. Jujitsu is the same way. Or you could put your kid in judo. And I think they charge you like every two or three months and it's like $300 or 400 bucks for three months. So there's a big difference in cost there. All right. Yeah. I'll take your advice on that one. Well, speaking of judo and wrestling, the first fight up for UFC 90 um, has one of the best wrestlers ever in it, Bo Nickel. But before we get to that, let's go over our stats from the first two okay. shows. Um uh, so we this is the third episode. We've had three UFC episodes, including this one, and two before. And uh, so far, Parrish, you're in the lead with both with record and money. You're six and four, and you're up six hundred and ten dollars. All right. If you bet a hundred dollars on each one, using the rules of to win and and uh, and uh, to place. So Jake, you're in second. You're five and five, and you're up two hundred bucks. So combined, you guys are up eight hundred and ten dollars. Nice, it's pretty sweet in just ten matches. I'm six and four, but I'm down minus two eighty. I got to stop taking all those uh, favorites. And uh, Chris, you 
I don't think you were here for the first one. I was, but that was the first episode I was on. So I wasn't doing like I wasn't involved in the show like at all. I just. Oh, really? Yeah. I was wondering why you're, we only had five matches yeah, for you. Yeah, because I wasn't. Uh, I didn't make any picks. You guys didn't let me. <laughs> you said, so, I, you said so I had to just, earn it. <laughs> so we just let you. We just made you sit there. Without, <laughs> that's brutal. Well. Welcome to the show. Chris. <laughs> Condition uh, to audio, Chris. <laughs> well, you did go one and four the last time. It, yeah. You're minus 285. But combined, the four of us were still up, even though we have a losing record combined. Um, you guys, you and Parrish, you and Jake, you guys picked some underdogs last time that came through. Yeah, that's pretty much all I've picked on both shows for the most part. It's all underdogs? Yeah. Mm. Well, I'm excited to see what you got well, going I mean, on. Even when I picked a favorite, I would pick... Uh, one that was a dog pick where it was right. It was like a specialty pick or like a prop pick, exactly, right? Yeah. Do you have any props tonight without saying them? You know what? We looked for the odds and they don't have the odds for the method of decision. They're like, not out like, yet. Like whether it's decision or knockout or which round they don't. As of last night, they didn't have it. They'll probably come out like on Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. They seem to wait a while for those props to come out. And there's another fight tonight, so they have those lines out, but they okay, don't, they don't have the next week. I'll double check though. Yeah, maybe they'll they'll bring them out after that fight, probably on Sunday, maybe. All right, well, let's get right into it. We already talked about Bo Nickel. He is the first matchup in the main card. Um, he's going up against Treshawn Gore. Uh, this one is another one where he is a heavy favorite in this one. Um in episode one, in in uh, you you bet smart UFC episode one, you had the line of the night where you said uh, Bo Nichols match was like buying tickets to a murder. Oh, well, <laughs> it it was it still rings in my head. It was hilarious. Is this the same thing? Yeah, they're just they're feeding this guy tomato cans right now. And they're just trying to legitimize him, in my opinion. What is what is he right now, Jake? He, is he's four now, four or five and zero, four or five and zero, four now. It's not they they're talking about big things for this kid. They're just trying to make that record look legitimate right now. And it's it doesn't. You know, they're talking about like, oh, what about we're going to give him a title shot? You can't give him a title shot right now. That's insane. So they're going to feed him a bunch of bums probably for the next. If I were them, I'd feed this guy bums for like two years. You know, just let him kick the shit out of everybody, get him into the top 10. And then that's when you start giving him guys of real caliber and real um real tests mm-hmm. lack for a better term you don't want him going in there and like derailing the train right off the bat you know so i think this is smart this guy that he's fighting right now is pretty limited on the ground he's i, I could see this being over fairly quickly if they did that for two years if they waited two to three years and just fed him just easy guys would that affect his fighting would it make it so he's got used to a certain level and then if they gave him something somebody who's a a real contender it would hurt him it could but the problem is is that he's not very good at striking so if they throw him in there right now and try to like upgrade like and make him how do you say to upgrade his competition that might be a little bit too quick in regards to the stand-up game on the when it goes to wrestling he's great he's fine i would say probably he needs to work on his submission skills to make to help him finish better, but he's finishing everybody already. The biggest, I would, I would feed him bums 
and take more time to get the striking on point just in case you don't want him getting knocked out by some guy that's just tough that has good takedown defense now you're stuck on the feet with this guy and you have now you have to you have to bang it out you don't want him to be having to do that and if his hand sucks so it'd be better off have him fight a bunch of nobodies and honestly i'd be i'd tell him like let's try to get it let's try to get some knockouts with our hands these guys aren't very good they're not dangerous Let's start working on the stand-up game. If you get clipped, put him on the ground, then we'll finish the fight. But he needs to develop something else. He can't just keep running in there and wrestling these guys to the floor. It's not going to work. Yeah, and it sounds like um, it sounds like they're trying to develop a superstar. Oh, so yeah. so they, if they want to develop a superstar, they should make sure he has a well-rounded game. Kind of like um, uh, the main card. Dr- drawing a blank right now uh volkanovsky volkanovsky kind of like a volkanovsky where he's like so well-rounded he's good at almost everything yeah exactly and i don't think bo nickel necessarily i don't know if he has the brain like volkanovsky does volkanovsky is probably one of the smartest fighters he understands distance he even if you're the bigger guy he gives up height you still can't get to him he angles out well like he understands fighting better than probably 99 percent of the guys in in that cage I don't think Bo Nickel really understands fighting at all. Hmm. He doesn't strike me as very smart. Jake and I had this discussion uh, a couple nights ago. I don't really, he doesn't strike me as a, an atom splitter. So the, you, you were saying maybe like try to, you should try to maybe knock one of these guys out. And if he gets in trouble, then take it to the ground. If he's not smart, then would you even risk him doing, trying that? They need to start figuring it out because when he goes in there with Israel Adesanya, He's and other guys of that caliber, he's going to be forced onto the feet. Eventually, at some point, he's not going to be able to ragdoll these guys like he thinks he's going to do. So if you're going to have to test a striking out, do it against people that aren't very good. Yeah, and can can fighting intelligence be developed too? Of course, oh. and that's why you develop that against... If you're really bad at striking, it's better to go in there and get somebody that's not very good at striking too. So you guys, you probably still get your ass kicked a bit, you know, because it's foreign to you, right? You're a wrestler. You're not used to getting hit in the head like that. But that's the best way to learn because you're not going to have a guy absolutely kick the living shit out of you. And then you get back to the corner. You're like, well, what the fuck happened? You know, it's like, well, you just got fucked up. It's like, man, I guess so. I don't remember half of that shit. But he's not going to learn anything from that kind of from that kind of ass whipping. You need to go in. He needs to have success and then also have like small amounts of defeat, but he needs to be, um, he needs to figure out a way to get confidence into striking where he's never going to do it. And he's not going to get confidence going in there against guys that are better than him right off the bat. He's just going to get murdered. Is is his technique bad? He doesn't have power. It's terrible. I don't know if he has power or not, but most wrestlers are so tight in their shoulders. They can't be loose to throw power. So they need to, they need to teach him how to strike. Well, in the last fight that he had against um who's against Pickett, the everybody said he had a low blow jake did, did you watch the fight did you do you think that was a low blow i think consensus is that it was a low blow and bo nickel said that it wasn't but i don't know he definitely hit him right where it looked like a low blow so i think it was does it matter at all that yeah yeah it the, hurts a lot the re- <laughs> the re- and the fact that he denied it like denying it, should he have just admitted it and and went on to yeah, it was a low blow. I I the best thing to do in that situation is to just say, Hey, I'm not the ref. He didn't stop me. I just kept going. 
he shouldn't give it any kind of credence anywhere or the other. I'm not in there to do that. I threw the shot. I wasn't aiming for there. If it hit there, I'm sorry, you know, but I wasn't intentional and the ref didn't stop me. So what do you want me to do? Yeah. You want me to call my own fouls? Nobody's going to do that for you. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like not admit it like right at the, in the fight, but afterwards, at least when you're watching the tape, go, Oh yeah. I accidentally got one on him. Yeah. Well, he probably could, you could go back and say that later, but what purpose is that going to serve? It doesn't matter. You know, just like, you know what? That's not my job. The ref fucked the up. The ref should have called it. Yeah. Right. He normally would call that and then give him up to five minutes, I believe. And yep. it definitely takes the wind out of you. And that oh, yeah. didn't help him. Not that picket would have lasted much longer, in my opinion, but it definitely didn't help. That's probably one of the most debilitating things that can happen to you in a fight is getting yeah. kicked in the balls because it could stick with you for like two rounds. I believe it. It doesn't go away. Yeah, I got you. So I watched an interview with Treshawn uh, Gore, and he didn't seem like he knew what he was getting into. I mean, <laughs> have you seen have you seen his his attitude about this? He's so confident. Like it <laughs> seems like, does he know he's going to get fucked up in this thing? He's probably, you know what? I like that actually. If, if he's really going in there, because he knows he's like this guy is going to try to get a hold of me and he's going to get me to the ground, but. He's probably thinking in the back of his mind, if I can just land one good shot on this guy, I put him to sleep. Wrestlers don't are not used to getting hit. So if he's smart, I would use that as the confidence in my mind. It's like, he can't handle my power. I need to line this up on this kid. Is Treshawn Gore good at striking? He's better than Bo Nickel. Which isn't so, saying much. Right. So I wouldn't say that this might not be the fight for Bo Nickel to go in there and like showcase his striking, but they do back to what I was saying earlier, they are going to have to figure out guys that are like, maybe you guys are wrestlers just like him and where the wrestling can uh, still uh, negate each other. And then it's like, all right, now let's have it on the feet. Be a really awful striking match. Nobody's going to want to watch it, but it'll be good for him <clears throat> for his development. Okay. So why the, the UFC is trying to make Bo Nickel a star. That's what you're saying. Big time. Well, he's, 27 is not a little old to now be trying to make him a star no i mean just like he's the best guy coming up for to to become a star so that's I think why it's they're back he, the, he was in college and all that yeah and if you think about it accolades and shit and if you think about it if they delay it two years if they like develop him two years then he'll be 29 that's, and he'll still have like four to yeah. six years of like being that like in his peak yeah. of his physical body I would say if he's not in his peak right now. And he has a lot of experience wrestling. So his uh, NCAA record was 120 and three. Jeez. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. So. Lots of competition. Well, let's get let's figure out who we think is going to win it, even <laughs> though I don't think we need to really do this. It'd be interesting to see if if Jake, you could have found like a cool prop for this one. Yeah, I would have loved to. I think it's uh, he's going to finish him um, decision or knockout and. I think that they're still going to get terrible odds. So I don't, I would have loved to see what it is, but I'd be surprised if it doesn't go to the. I would think that knockout would probably be pretty good odds because since he's not a striker, well, yeah, you guys but just... if he gets him on the ground and beats him up, that's technically a TKO. Oh, God. Okay. I see. Right. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. definitely well, possible. If it gets stopped, like if he's on top of him, just beating it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Huh. All the right, submission so, or that, the TKO or submission, I think it's definitely possible. I don't see this going past one round. See, that would be the good I, – I remember that one for last time is the over-under, and I think it was two and a half minutes against Pickett, and it, sure. it, it just barely went over. 
but we were all thinking it would be under because he had never gone like past 40 seconds or do, something. Do you like remember that. what the odds were on that? It was even money. Okay. It was minus 110. Well, why, don't, why, I, I think, why don't we just say that? So if you guys want to pick that, that can be that, that can be the bet. Well, we just don't know what the number is, but we can guess what that's the number is. what I mean. And then okay. we could bet we could bet it based on that. Parrish, what would you give the number on on the over under of how long the fight goes? You could even just say the same as last. I wouldn't. I'd be surprised if it could. I'd be surprised if it could start out of the first round. So I would say I would think the fight will be done by the four minute mark. So what is that? Um, how do they do it? So do, it's over. So it'd be over three fifty. Is that yeah, how they do like it? Three whatever, three fifty five or, or three fifty nine or like whatever. That. Yeah, something like that. I think it'll be right around towards the end because I think this guy will probably try to keep a little bit of distance. But another thing I was I should have mentioned. Um, I could be wrong. How many are all of his finishes in the first round, right? Yeah. He's just yes. running everybody over. That's not that good. He might want to drag that. He might eventually mm. want to start dragging this out and getting more experience inside the cage. Um, I don't know if he's going to carry this guy. This guy is, um, semi, a semi dangerous striker. You don't want to carry guys like that just to get experience. So I, I still think he'll take him out early, but I should have mentioned that earlier. That's another thing he's going to have to get um, more of is a uh, time in time in the cage. Finishing guys in the first round is not going to do you any favors when you get to the top 10 guys. Yeah, he hasn't gone out of the first round. I think that his last match was the longest and it was like two minutes and 40 seconds. That was the longest. Yeah. Well, because yeah, because you can uh, do as much conditioning as you want. And in your training, but until you've been in a fight for that long, you don't know actually how tired you're gonna get in the second and third round. There's oh, no yeah. training you can do for it to there, figure out figure that out. There's an old saying too. Um, every good punch to the face drops you a belt rank. So and that <laughs> actually uh it actually goes for your conditioning too. So when you get hit really hard in the head, like it actually hurts your cardiovascular system. Your um, brain's not firing. So you're not breathing correctly anymore because you're buzzed, you know, like you're not, you're not operating the way you should. So like in jujitsu, they used to say that because there was, um, it was probably like 10 years ago. There was a, no, nah, probably even for longer than that. Anyway, long story short, this is when jujitsu was meant to be like, like, indestructible and people are just like running people over and like laying on their backs, catching everybody with triangle chokes. And it's like, what the hell is going on? What is this crap? And then once everybody started upgrading and you realize there's only so many things you can do from down there, then people just started posting up on him and punching him in the head. And then you have a, a really high tier black belt and he's laying on the ground and you hit him once in the face. Now you're a Brown. And he moves around. He tries to struggle. You hit him again. Now he's a, now he's a purple belt. Next thing you know, you have this really high tier guy, but you hurt him so bad, you reduced him to a white belt level, almost like a kid. You know, it's there's no more. Um, that's one of the truest statements I think I've seen in fighting because you can see it all through the early Pride days and the UFC days when you see a lot of the the one dimensional martial arts really start getting the shit kicked out of them. And that's where that uh, saying came from. That's interesting. Yeah. You mentioned on you mentioned that if you get hit, you get buzzed a little bit and then it kind of messes up your operating system. Fuck yeah. Sounds like me on the last podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're, we're going around the horn. Jake, you who do you got? Uh, Bo Nickel. It's just how is he going to win? I would go by submission. 
And what do we but want to it, say? We would get yeah, mi- minus four hundred. We'll yeah, say. Can you guess where that where that's going to be? Where would you where would you not take it at? Oh, fuck. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't feel comfortable going much more than minus one fifty because he could just knock him out and you would lose that bet. I agree. Okay, so if it's if it's one fifty or better, we'll give you that one. Yeah, and then if not, you got a backup. Then I would go by. Uh, he would, he'll knock him out. Knock out, and yeah. if it's minus one fifty or better, you'll take that one. Yeah, as my backup. Okay, and then third, you just got him straight up. Third. Okay. If you can't make those two bets, then third, you just got him straight up. Uh, first round. First round. Okay. First, okay. <laughs> then, then, then it's first round. Then it's minus, minus one fifty or better. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're fourth. I gotta write this down. <laughs> no, we'll remember this. Yeah. I'll write it down. Eventually, we'll just go all the way back to just him winning. You want to throw a time in on there on the fourth one? Uh, definitely. I, I would think it'd be around the two and a half minute mark again, if that's what it was last so that'd time. Be that, under, that's right? what I'm thinking. Or is that over or under? That'd be under. Uh, well, that's because that's the halfway. So yeah, you halfway. have to pick, you have to get on other. So you have to pick a side of it. Exactly. So, so it's uh, submission, then knockout, and then first round, <laughs> and then two minutes and 30 seconds, and then just take them. Exactly. And those all those four to begin with are minus 150. Yeah. Okay. That's like a really good strategy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Chris, what do you what do you got? Uh, just because uh, I want to live a little dangerous. I'm just going to pick Gore. Oh, all right. Wow. Nice. Well, because I'm not going to bet it at minus nickel at minus 1600. That's not even worth making a bet on it. And the cool thing yeah. is, is if you win, yeah. you automatically go to the top <laughs> yeah, of the standings. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so it's strategy. I got to make a comeback here. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good strategy. I like that. All right, Parrish. Um, I think I'll take. I think I'll take submission as well. OK, and then secondary will be knockout. And I think he'll go over two minutes, 30 seconds. You think you're going to go over two thirty? over two thirty? OK, I think this guy will. He'll try, but it's not going to. I don't think it's still not going to work out. OK, and this guy's this guy's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think. Um, so I'm going to go with submission too. if submissions better than minus 150. I'll take that, too. And then I'm going to go under two thirty. OK, and then it all falls back to the last one. Or we'll all lose, and Chris will take it down. All right, let's go on to the second fight. Uh, Jalen Turner versus Dan Hooker in the lightweight match. Uh, Turner is minus 245 in this one, and Hooker is plus 186. This is all from FanDuel. I got these numbers from. Um, The last fight got canceled because Hooker got injured. I believe it was his hand where he got injured. Is is that going to affect him at all in this one? Possibly. It depends if he's if he's had that same hand injury over and over again, then you'll be more susceptible to break it for sure. What type of fighter is Dan Hooker? Is he more on the ground or up? I would say he's more on the feet, but he can go on the ground. But that's definitely where he's weaker. He's not. I would say. He he's an average grappler. He's decent and he's good at topside wrestling. He has good defensive wrestling, too, but I wouldn't call him a submission artist. Okay. Yeah, I think he um so I was watching an interview and they said that he started training with Craig Jones. Oh yeah. 
Oh, yeah, world champion jiu-jitsu guy. Okay. High high caliber, dude. And I think that he was thinking like he wants to improve that part of his game, obviously, if he's training with him. Okay. Is that, that going to help him out in this Fuck, fight yeah. against Jalen Turner, too? Uh, yeah. If, the, if his plan is to try to get Turner to the ground and use that, that's a that's a great idea. But we'll see. We'll see. What, um, who do you? What's the first thing that comes to your mind in this fight? Like, I could see um, Dan Hooker getting knocked out. Okay, just because I don't like the way he stands. He stands kind of with the. He stands with his chin kind of out. There's a there's a boxer um, that retired years ago, but his name was Carl Froch. Dan Hooker does the same shit he does. He kind of stands there with his with his chin out, and he. As if he's going to roll shots, but he ends up just getting hit square in the fucking face. <laughs> Every time you're just like, what is it? What kind of defense is this shit? <laughs> he takes a shit ton of damage. If you get him on his back. He's not very good. I just think Turner has a lot of, has a lot more avenues to exploit on him. He could wear him out though. Turner's gas tank has been a little bit suspect in the past. And Dan Hooker has a shit ton of heart. So there's not like this is a, this is not by no means a wash. I would say it's like a 60-40, 55-45 fight. Still okay. going to be close. That gives us some odds there. I like that. Um, against the last fight against Gamrot, he lost by a decision. Yeah. Do you, Jake, do you think that uh, Turner won that fight? I I actually do. Yeah, I, I rewatched it again last night, and I, they basically gave it to Gamrot because he just took him down, and he had a right. little bit of ground and pound, but he – I thought Hooker said it best. Hooker actually watched that fight and he said that Turner won. He feels like Gamrot found like a cheat code in UFC to win fights without ever beating anybody up. <laughs> he just basically, I don't know, he, he just took him down. He made sure he wasn't getting hit. And I was kind of smart for him because if he, when he was standing up with Turner, Turner was getting the best of him all around. So yeah. it, it was actually a really smart fight for uh, Gamrot on that. And I, that's, my point on Hooker is I, I think he's going to want to do the same thing. That might be why he's training with um, this that one guy, you're, you're, the jiu-jitsu guy you're saying? Yeah, Craig Jones. Craig Jones. So that was the way to beat Turner, in my opinion. He's got such a long reach and and long kicks, and it, it'd be kind of stupid to sit there and bang with him. So I feel like it would behoove Hooker to try to take him down and keep the fight close. That That's a good point because he did mention, like you said, um, he noticed that Gamrot, he found a cheat code, like he read the rule book. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he like just noticed that means that maybe he's going to do it too. Yeah. Is that what you're kind of saying? Yeah. Is like he might, he might uh, do use the same playbook that Gamrot did. Yeah, I think he'll, he'll stand there a little bit, strike, but he, it wouldn't make sense for him to strike the whole time because I feel like Turner is a lot better striking. Uh, you can't count Hooker out. He's got a a pretty incredible resume and he's beaten a lot of really good people. He has a lot of losses, but his losses are against some great competition. So it should be a great fight. Well, let me ask you this. Um, he said that hooker I saw in that, it might've been that same interview. He said, um, uh, that he feels that, uh, Turner is one of the best, uh, fighters in this, at this weight. And, um, he feels that if he beats Turner, then he'll be just maybe like one or two steps away from a championship um, fight. Do you think that he can make it that far? I mean, he's an underdog in this fight. He'll be an underdog in the next one. 
<clears throat> do you think he can make it that far? Maybe Paris? Or... I mean, if he makes it past this fight, what does that get? What does that get him? He's a so yeah, one's ranked ten, the other one's ranked eleventh. At best, that might knock you up to ninth, or he just like takes his tenth spot. He's still going to have like another three to three, maybe four fights, depending how they how they have um, the division chopped up, how they match make these guys. I don't know. I don't think that's going to put him in a mix necessarily very quickly. I think if Jalen Turner beats him, it might just because I think they want to get fresher blood up there. And as you were talking about earlier, I think a lot of people felt he did win this last fight. Mm -hmm. That's why I think this fight is kind of a, a fight to get him back on track. Yeah. That's why they're doing this. I don't think this is a fight for really, um, cause Dan, for Dan Hooker to make his like rise to his title shot. I don't see this at all. I think <clears> this is to get Jalen Turner back on track for the, this is like almost, uh, to make up for the last fight. Wow. So it sounds like <laughs> Hooker might be a little delusional thinking that he's a couple steps away from a championship fight. I would say that's, yeah, he, He's been getting the shit kicked out of him his past couple fights, pretty much. So it's yeah, this would be a great win for him. This is definitely a step in the right direction. But look at his record. Jake and I were looking at his record. It's insane. It's like win, loss, loss, win, 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 loss, 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 win. It's the most inconsistent record I've ever seen. Yeah, I think he's like twenty-one and twelve, or so yeah. twenty-two and twelve. Um, but Jalen Turner's thirteen and six, so he has yep. his losses too for as many uh, fights as he's had. It sounds like this. This uh, weight, the lightweight, is really competitive. Is this the oh, most yeah. competitive uh, weight class? Easy. Oh, hands down. Easy. All right. Who's who do you like up and coming in this weight class? If it's not these guys. Oh, I was about to say Jalen Turner. Oh, okay. Jalen Turner yeah. is the up and coming guy. He's okay. A, I've been I've been high on him for about a year and a half, maybe almost two years. So I. I don't know. You see him like guys like when they get in the top 25 and I told you he trains at the gym across the street from me. So I get to see this guy train a lot and he's a nice kid and skills. And you can kind of see like if he could, if he could just get certain things like put together, he's going to be really good. He kind of reminds me of John Jones in some ways without the, without the physical uh, top side wrestling, but the striking, the length, the almost, um, some of his uh, submissions as well. He likes the he likes going for topside guillotines, you know, and smashing you up against the fence and using his height. They have a lot of similarities in some ways. I actually would say he has better hands than John Jones, much better wow. striker. Wow, John Jones has better kicks, you know, but they have a lot of similarities. Um, I'm getting excited about this fight because the last one was a good fight with him. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was it was right there. And he lost it. So he ha does have something to prove, it sounds like. Yeah, he just needs to get back on track. All right, so what's your pick? I mean, I think we know it, but... Or do we want to go to Jake first so he can give us all the props? Because <laughs> <laughs> then, then we can decide what we want to do. I don't have the props, though. Yeah, no, well, we're going to make what, them what's up What's in again. your head? Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, I, I like the value here. I think uh, Parrish was saying it's like maybe 60-40. I, I think that's pretty accurate and the odds the break even is 34 percent. so if it is closer to 40 percent chance i do like the value on hooker uh, the level of competition hookers faced is significantly higher in my opinion uh, i think that turner will be a star i feel like it's this might be one more setback for him it's, 
I think it's going to be a very competitive fight, and I could see it going either way. Uh, I would I would go with Hooker because of the value. All right, Chris. Uh, Parrish, does this Hooker have a heart of gold? <laughs> no. No? Oh, <laughs> damn. I wanted to pick. I feel oh. like that there's a story behind that. Is that a phrase? It's like something? a phrase or it's in a movie or something. Okay. <laughs> I know we've said it uh, in yeah, our the, friend the hooker group. with for, the heart of gold. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like it's from like trading places or something like 80s yeah. movie. Like yeah, that. I think it's something like that. We'll have to look it up. Um, yeah, I was thinking hooker too because of the value, but I think Turner's the only fight that I won last time. <laughs> Oh, okay, well, so, that's your one win. Yeah, so I guess I'll go Turner again. But if you pick Turner, you would have lost. I'm about to say you would. Oh, lost then I bet against. Oh, okay, you must then, have bet against. Yeah, it. Uh, maybe. No, uh, I didn't mean to throw you for a loop. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go Hooker. You're okay. So yeah, okay, that's a switch right there. Yeah, you pulled the old hook on Jalen. <laughs> I'll buy a Hooker. All right, Parrish. Oh, sorry. That's all right. I'm, just I'm looking at, at you. I'm looking at the. I'm looking at the odds right now. It says only minus two ten for Turner. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I got minus two forty five on Fanduel earlier oh. today, but you could probably find it for minus two ten because minus two forty to minus two ten is only like a percentage. Or, or I'll tell or you less. this. I'm. A, I don't know how he's gonna win. I think this can go any kind of way. Like he can knock him out. He. I don't. He could submit him to Dan Hooker is not exactly like the best um, grappler ever. I, even though Jay, as Jake's saying, he's been working on it. Um, I, I can almost see this going to say, you know what? That's I'm taking Jalen Turner by decision. Give me that. Okay. And we'll see what that is. That's probably a really good pick. Chris probably wants to go backwards and take that one. <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> okay. I had hooker written down this whole time. I wanted him to. And, uh, then after talking to Parrish, I was like, I hate my pick. <laughs> <laughs> but I still I still got to go with it. So I'm going to go hooker, too. So we got three hookers and a couple condoms. No, we got three hookers and one Turner, uh, Turner by decision. Yes. Okay. I got to write all this down. I'll do that later. Let's move on to the next fight. The next fight is Robert Whitaker versus... Now, I don't know how to pronounce this. Maybe you guys can help me with this. It's Dreykus Duplessis. I think it's Duplessis. Is it? I think it's Duplessis. Duplessis? Okay. Yeah. There's, a, there's a soccer player, yeah. a French, uh, South African soccer player that it's pronounced Duplessis, but he's French. And I don't know if Dreykus is French or not. He's so. South African. Is he South African too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but it could still be a French last name. No. Nope. It's weird that there's so <laughs> no. many. No. <laughs> no. That's, that can't happen. Let's go with Duplessis because it's easier to say. He probably um, he probably is French. Or um, uh, what's the other one that sounds uh, Dutch? Well, Dutch it could be Dutch, Dutch yeah. yeah, or like yeah, oh, Netherlands. Yeah. Definitely. So uh, I I listened to uh, a middleweight Sean Strickland. Oh, he <laughs> Jesus. He, he said he said that Whitaker is gonna fuck up Duplessis. Do you think so? I'm. I don't see how he wins. I'll let Jake and I were talking about this last or two nights ago. I think this guy had a hard time with Devin Till and it didn't look like it because he was kind of beating the shit out of him. But after I think it was around like the three minutes or four minutes into the first round, 
he gets really tired from kicking the shit out of him. And you can see him like kind of drop off. And then Darren Till gets back into the fight and starts kind of beating him up a bit. You're like, what is going on here? This guy kind of strikes me as somebody that needs to win every round and to assert himself, you know, and, and to, um, how do you, I'm not, I'm not going to say this properly. He needs to win all the time for him to feel confident, if that makes sense. And he's about to find a shit ton of resistance and probably arguably the best guy in the division. A lot of guys think he beat Israel in the last fight. I do. I thought he was close enough to give it to him, but you know, it is what it is. I don't see what he's going to do with him. Honestly, I think he's going to get caught on the feet. He's supposedly a kickboxer, which he looks pretty basic to me when it comes to striking. It doesn't seem like he wants to spend a lot of time in the striking department either. He's very, has a lot of urgency to get guys to the floor. See, he doesn't seem very confident um, on the feet to me, but we'll see. He's going to be dealing with probably the best guy in the division when, in regards to being well-rounded. All right. Well, he did end up beating Duplessis. Duplessis did end up beating Darren Till, right? In that fight. In that fight, right. um, he did. So he, it was ugly though, and Darren Till sucks. And I think, oh, okay. And I, well, think I shouldn't say Darren Till doesn't suck. He's just a whack job, though. He doesn't want to. I don't know if he's not trained right or he's he's so one dimensional. He just fights the same way every time. It's like, and people just end up beating him. You know, it's like it's the. It's the mental aspect of the game that he's lost. The physical's there. Okay, so that win doesn't really count in your head as a solid win. Not really. Well, it would if he would have when he had it when he was kicking the shit of, out of him up against the cage and he had him dead to rights. That and if he would have finished him there, I've been like, all right, fair play. But when Darren Till got out and started coming back and beating him up and making it a real fight, I was like, how did you let this happen? You know, so I don't know. That's that's actually the biggest um, question mark I have for him is that you're not as good of a finisher, everybody says. And then when you fight guys that are, you know, kind of like what C, B minus level, they you, you don't lay down for you. Might not be a good sign. Is there any way that he can win this fight against Whitaker? Uh, sure. I mean, anybody can get knocked out. How would he do that? Oh, with a knockout? Sure. You get knocked in the face and he falls to the floor funny. You get behind him, you choke him. Like I was telling you earlier, like when you get hit in the head, all those skills kind of go out the window for a split seconds. So, you know, you're kind of gathering yourself. Next thing you know it, the guy is behind you choking you out. You're like, oh my God, like I just got choked out by a white belt. How did that happen? It's because you weren't in your mind. You know, you're you know, you took a trip for about like one minute, you know, and he <laughs> put you back in. And you're like, oh, shit. You're like, where did I, you know, you're in the worst position possible. You know, that's just how it goes. What do you think about this fight, Jake? Um, I think Parrish hit the nail on the head with everything he said. I do think that Whitaker, he has a much better resume than Duplessis. Uh, I know uh, Dreykus has won. He's only lost two and he's, uh, what is he? 19 and two. Right. So it's like extremely impressive. But if you look at the level of competition, a lot of them were from that South African league. And then he fought in Europe for a little bit. He's a pretty, uh, I, I, I feel like he's an incredible striker in my opinion. Really? Um, yeah. I mean, it's a different level of competition. I just felt like he gets hit a lot in the videos I was watching, but I feel like he could, he could take a hit and he could also, how do you rate Darren Till's striking? 
I think he's got power, but I don't think he's that great. So if he's really good at striking and he's ha- and he's struggling with Darren Till on the feet, though. That's but I mean, what I'm at saying. one point it was just... like 60 punches to zero. Like he was beating the shit out of him, but then he didn't finish him. So that's. I think the 60 punches to zero, though, is when he had him on against the cage. And he had him handcuffed kind of Khabib yeah. style. Yeah. Right. And he, t- he did. He probably took about three minutes of, you know, damage that was not retaliated. Yeah. You know, he just sat there and got the shit kicked out of him. And that's actually what bothers me about it the most mm -hmm. is that how did you, you beat the fuck out of that guy for about four minutes. He managed to survive it and he came back and tried to fucking hurt you still. It's like, dude, I don't know. They need to either. I'm being overly critical. Continue. Sorry. (laughs) We want you to be critical on here. Uh So keep it, keep it up. (laughs) No, I was just going to ask, um, is I guess Robert Whitaker, he feels that he that Duplessis uh, is underestimated. Is that how he's winning fights? Is because everybody's underestimating him? Mm. No, he's maybe, but I think he's good. He beat yeah. Derek Brunson. Is what do you think about Derek Brunson? He's good, solid, solid one. How did he? That's beat probably him? that's his best one in my opinion. That's okay. his best one by far. He, how did he beat him? I, I think don't that was know. submission, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, right? submission, face crank. Right. Or neck crank, which is pretty much a rear naked choke. And then he couldn't get it. So, <laughs> I've never heard of that before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> neck crank, face Yeah, they call them cheek crush, neck cranks. Um, there's all kinds of different. Can I be variations. Are we drinking again? Broken skull uh, crusher? Is there a broken, skull broken skull. Yeah, broken <laughs> skull. Steve Austin shit. <laughs> it's actually pretty cool. He has his own beer now. That's dope. <clears throat> That's a good beer. Yeah, this episode it's not bad. is. It's I, a, for, I forgot that this episode is sponsored, sponsored by, by Steve Austin's <laughs> beer, Skull Rocky Crusher. Stone Broken Hall. Skull. Broken Skull. Broken Skull. <laughs> I keep on wanting to say Skull Crusher. An American lager. And his next beer coming out is a neck crank. <laughs> One thing to note, too, it's is a that good name. Duplessis, I believe he was a double champ in KSW, like two different weight classes as well. It's kind of. So he was like, what, 85 and 205 pounder? Because I doubt he went down to 70. That's probably right. I don't know, to be honest with you. Huh. I don't know. That organization ain't shit, though. Like, what the... We were both looking at... I never even heard of that fucking organization. That's the South African... Yeah. The league he was playing in? Or the European one. Like, talk talk about a fucking bum hunt. Like, I never heard of any of those guys, and none of those guys went anywhere. But Um, he still is 5-0 in UFC. But, mm -hmm. like you said, he hasn't really fought. I get it. But, like, he fought Darren Till, who was pretty much, like, I think that was the last end of his contract. So that was, like, win or lose for him if that didn't work out. Then Derek Brunson was, I don't want to say he was shopworn, but he was, like, one of those veterans that fought everybody. So that was the measuring stick for him. If you can beat him, we'll give you somebody better. I don't think he's... I don't think he's done anything great yet, but he's doing he's doing what he can. His record is definitely not um, definitely over exaggerates him. I'll say that because he doesn't that all those guys that he fought in Africa. You're like, who are these dudes? How would they do like even in in our lower tier here? They probably get killed. And the fact that he lost two fights in these leagues kind of says something too. I wonder what happened on those ones. He probably just got knocked out and caught. Yeah, he got knocked the fuck out on one of them. Right. And that's how it goes. Like I I actually allow that. When people get knocked out, that happens to everybody. If you think you're gonna go and go into like especially like professional kickboxing or any high tier um, level of striking boxing or anything of that nature, if you think you're really gonna walk through like those kind of arenas and those kind of like tournaments and not get hurt, you have another motherfucking thing coming. 
you're going to get your fucking teeth splatted down your face. <laughs> it's going to happen. It's one of the worst. It's the most unforgiving sport that you that there is. Like you have to make split second decisions, like at a moment's notice. And if you're wrong, you pay the ultimate price. You know. Yeah. You can't, you think you're never going to be wrong. Everybody gets knocked down in those sports. Mm. And if you don't get knocked out, you haven't fought the right, the right guy. Yeah. Also, one other thing, Duplessis has 19 wins and eight of them are, or 18 of them are finishes. So he, he's only, he only has one win by decision. So he's a, so but, he's like a do, he's a do or die kind of guy. Yeah. Killer be killed. Seriously. I like that. What is Whitaker? Is he a do or die type of guy or does he like to go to the, he the is in his, um, if he, if you let him, he will like if he, his attitude, he wants to get you on the ground and beat the ever living shit out of you. But he probably has more decision wins than anything. If I'm not mistaken. Oh, is that right? Okay. Am, am I right, Jake? Yeah. He has 10 of his 24 by decision. He, he can do it all. That's actually what I like about Whitaker. Like he can knock you out. He could even, I, he could do everything, but probably submit you and he can, he can do it, but he won't look to do that. If he gets you on the ground, he'd rather just beat your face in. Okay. Well, should we go around the horn? Jake, we'll start with you. We'll keep it consistent. I wish we had the prop odds. Cause <laughs> of what, of what um, prop? I would like to see Whitaker by decision. All right, we can put you down for that. We well, can just go levels. I, I, That's what I want. I've already decided too, though, because I don't have that. I might just go with the the dog again. Uh, the break even percentage is around twenty five percent for Duplessis. Remember, it's a three round fight, right? Can I ask you yeah. this? You That's you guys, even better for him. I feel like you guys both said that both guys don't go to decision very often. No, they do. Whitaker does. Whitaker does. Oh, okay. Ten of his wins, I think, are by decision out for of, Whitaker. Out of twenty-five of them. Yeah, the other guy doesn't go to decision. But is ten out of twenty-five a lot? That seems it's, like forty percent. It's pretty high, and like you're oh, splitting okay. it more. And then he has like stoppages and submissions in there. How many submissions does he have? Like four or five. Whitaker. Yeah. Five. Five submissions, and so what? He has what? Eight stoppages then. Nine, or, nine, nine yeah. stoppages. Oh, so um, decisions the most. I see what you mean. Okay. Yeah, actually, if you look at his record, he's actually fairly well balanced. He can pretty much beat you any way he has to. He's a dangerous ass guy, you know. He's so gifted. He's definitely one of the best. He matched up so well against Israel Adesanya. And then think about the the guys that are on those decision wins, like Yoel Romero. That's like fighting a fucking brick of muscle. That dude was probably all kinds of shit. Souza too. Jacare Souza. Yeah, that was another tough dude. Yep. Cannoneer. Yep. So what do you what do you got, Jake? What, what was your bet? I'm sorry. I'm I'm trying to find value going with the dogs again. I I I do think Whitaker has the, the edge. I mean, it's just the odds are so insane. Like they, they have him winning almost 80% of the time. So I don't know. I'm just gonna stick with the dogs again. I'll go with Duplessis. All right. All right, what do you got, Chris? Dry Kiss Duplessis. Duplessis. <laughs> He's going with, going with Dry Kiss Duplessis. Oh, I've been waiting to play that. I didn't want to interrupt it. I'm the one that said that. I think it's Duplessis, but it's Duplessis. Duplessis. I think he is, he is French. Yeah, he's got to be French. <laughs> yeah, but we're in America. <laughs> and we call it Duplessis. Yeah, that's right. Um, I think I'm taking Whitaker by decision. Whitaker by decision, and then so whatever, whatever those odds are, you like them or no? I don't. We... I I would actually. It depends if it was still like fucked up. I just wouldn't bet the fight. 
You yeah. wouldn't bet the fight. Oh, so you would just do a oh, you pass. I would just pass. Okay. I'm just saying, so like, I would actually a lot of them. They're so close. I would just sooner pass if I didn't get the odds I wanted. Like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet on Duplessis just because, um, like, he's. I, I like the odds, but I don't like the guy. Yeah, I can't do that. But that's that's smart sports betting is to yeah. pass on them. Right. I don't know if we're gonna let you do it. No, that's, but, no for the sake. Of, <laughs> but it is smart. I'm no, just saying we're not betting anything right now. This is just more so the track what we're doing. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine with betting it how it is. I'm just saying if we're put if I was putting actual money on it, I probably wouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Right. Yeah, it's good to let everybody, all the listeners, know that though, because that's good. That's smart yeah. sports betting. Yeah. So Whitaker by decision, what number do, would you take? Like minus one fifty, minus two hundred. If it goes over a certain number, you wouldn't want to take it. I probably wouldn't like it over. Yeah, probably over one. Oh boy, I start not liking it around minus one fifty and above. I start not liking that. But yeah, one. I'd probably still bet that at minus one fifty. That'd probably be okay. Okay. And then after that, would you just take Whitaker? We're, I know you said you'd pass, but we got to do something for the stats. Oh, um, so if we, if so, we I need a second bet. Is what you're saying? Yeah, if it's if uh, it's like minus one eighty, then then you don't want to take it. Well, then, then give me a well, give me a completely different bet. Then give me Whitaker by stoppage. By, by no- stoppage, yeah. Okay, give me Whitaker by knockout. That'll be my second bet. Okay. I like that. Bet and too. that Whitaker, my knockout has got to be better than minus 150. It, I, right? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I think it will be, but I don't know. Too. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have I'm going to go with Duplessis. Duplessis. I'm going to go with Duplessis too, just because that's who I was picking. Even though every one of these, I have a guy written down. And then after I talk to you, I want to switch it. <laughs> Don't but do that. You have your own. You I'm know, just sticking to your own I'm, ideas. I'm sticking to my own thing because I have a ultimate underdog parlay that I love to do. And I got that for um, for later on. Those odds for later on. All right, let's move on to the next one. Um, so we have a co-main event. And this one is a flyweight for the belts. It's Brandon Marino versus Alexander Here's another one. I looked at Pantoja. Pantoja. Okay. Is that how you say it, Jake? I think so. Yeah. Pantoja or Pan- Pantoja. It looks like Pantoja. When I looked it up, just like Duplessé, it said Pantoja. <laughs> I, I think the J is silent. Yeah, that's how it is in Spanish. Pantoja. Yeah. So we'll go with the Spanish since we're so close to Mexico. There we go. Uh, Brandon Marino, Alexander Pantoja. Uh, Marino is minus 186. Pantoja is plus 144. Pantoja has beat him both times before. Yep. W- what's going to happen on this one? All right, we're going with me now. Uh, let's do like I I keep on going with you, Paris. Let's go with Jake. Let's Harrison. go with Jake. What do you think, Jake? All right, I will take the dog once again. Surprisingly, I'll go with Pantoja, <laughs> the cannonball. Uh, he's 25 and five. He's beat him twice. Like he said, he submitted him once. He's knocked him out once. You're getting good odds. Uh, the break even for Pantoja is uh, 40%. So I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll go with Pantoja again. Do you like that just because the st- statistics show you that? Well, I mean, obviously he matches up well with him. He's, he's uh, stopped him twice. And then 
I like the odds. And uh, Moreno, I obviously, is the champion. He's great for his division, but I think he's definitely beatable. And it should be a great matchup. I think it'll be very, very competitive. Be exciting. And yeah. and Moreno has the title right now, I believe, mm-hmm. in the flyweight div- division. Yes. And he said in an interview that he his best fighting Pantoja has never seen. Do you agree with that, Parrish? Um, yeah, you might be right, but he has to say that. He's been knocked out and submitted by this guy. What is he going to say? You saw the best of me and you beat me already doing it? That's a good point. Yeah, he's going to have to... He's going to have to fi- figure out how he's going to beat this guy. He could be right. We just got done watching um, Israel Adesanya uh, beat uh, Piera, right? And he pretty much did the same damn thing. Mm-hmm. Is so, it, w- What's the first thing that when these two guys fight together, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? What it's going to be a good fight. It's just going to be close. It, yeah, it should be a real. It should be a back and forth fight for sure. It'll be a barn burner. It'll be a good fight. Brandon Moreno, I'm not a big fan of him, but he that kid has balls and he's a tough fighter. He does have some big holes in his game that haven't been exploited properly, and but they will be. And this guy has obviously already exploited them in the past. So we'll see if he really has uh, made up for those deficiencies that that Pantoja has uh, exploited in the past. We'll see. How did how did he get the since he has so many holes in his in his game? How how did he get the title? Oh no, he's a tough kid. I meant I'm saying that loosely. You know what I mean? I'm saying like, yeah, it's like they're not big holes in his game. But when you look and you watch him, you're like, this guy can be caught. Your striking is not elite, right? You're good for the UFC. You're not an elite striker, though. You cannot go into a professional kickboxing and survive. So when you see guys that come over from professional kickboxing or they train with professional kickboxers, they're probably going to have their way. You know, that's going to be their. Um, that's going to. Man, I'm. I'm doing really bad today. Um, no, you're doing you're, you're doing fine, dude. That's gonna be his advantage. You know okay. what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah That'll yeah, be yeah. to his advantage. And like, he's Brandon Moreno is well rounded everywhere, but he's I don't think he's necessarily great at anything, which is not really. It's not really bad, but you definitely want to have something to fall back on in case somebody like ever hurts you, like. You're oh my gosh, like I you fall back. Like if you're an elite wrestler, you go you were went to the MCAA, somebody punches you in the face real hard, you're like, oh shit, I better grab on this guy, get him to the ground. If you're an elite boxer, somebody hits you in the face, you shell up, you start you start bobbing, weaving, you start making your making him miss, and you line up your counter, right? Everybody has like this um they have like in the back of their mind when they can fall something that they fall back on. They can use on a moment's notice. I don't see what he has that he does that with. He seems like he does everything kind of equally well. Okay. It almost seems like if you, when he gets hurt, it's, a, I wonder what he's going to fall back to in his mind. You know, is he just going to try to slug it out? Like a, like how the Mexicans really tried to do it. You know, it's going to be a Mexican street fight. He's done that before. hasn't gone out too well. So be, I kind of want to see what his default um, strategy is in his mind when he's really hurt. All right. What do you think, Jake? Uh, I, yeah, I'm going to take Pantoya. I, I think that he matched up well, and I don't know. I like the odds, and I think it'll be competitive. So I watched both of the fights, and I thought that Pantoya had the best of them. It was a pretty significant difference at that time, but Moreno's It's come, been a come, while. Yeah, since. he's come a long way, so you can't. I would think that Moreno does have a slight edge, but 
I like that 40% break even for Pantoja. Is that the break even 40%? Yeah, if you look at Moreno too, he almost gets hit as much as he hits. And I don't feel like he's got that much stopping power. Pantoja has a, a better strike versus strike absorb ratio. It's a lot better, actually. So uh, Moreno has a three inch reach advantage. But, yeah. Okay. So well, and, and the height. He's got the height and the reach and the age. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, he's lost twice against him. Chris, what do you think? What's your pick? I'll take Moreno. All right. He's going contrarian the whole yeah. time. <laughs> I like I got to catch up. I like it. All right. In Pan- I'm Pan- taking Pantoja. Pantoja. Just right. straight up. Nothing special. And I'm taking Pantoja too. This is, I feel good because this is the first one that I already, I, I predetermined mine. And this is the first one where Parrish actually agreed. <laughs> so, I feel good about this one. <laughs> All right, let's go on to the main fight. I know it was a co-main fight, but I feel like there's a lot more excitement for this one. No, you're right. This than, is the main fight. Than the flyweight. Um, Volkanovski versus Rodriguez for the featherweight. Uh, Volkanovski's minus 460 on FanDuel before we started, and Rodriguez is plus 320. So uh, a little bit more of a – that's a pretty pretty big difference there. Um I don't have any odds on this. Volkanovski is considered one of the most, we talked about it earlier in the podcast. He's one of the most well-rounded fighters. Yeah. Is this fight closer than the line suggests? I mean, minus 460 is like over 80%. Yeah. Is it over 80% that he's going to win this, Jake? Fuck, man. That's a good question. I think Yair Rodriguez has a legit, legitimate chance, but I, I think Volkanovski is significantly better. I would think it's, more like 60 40 or 70 30 oh, yeah i think 70 30 like 65 35 maybe might be like the a good split between that yeah so that would be minus 200 okay. 65 would be around minus 200 interesting so that kind of gives a little preview of what you might be thinking jake's going with all the underdogs again i think uh, except for i'm not going trey john gore i stayed away from that Oh yeah, that's, that's Chris's pick. <laughs> it's because his <laughs> eyes are too close together. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I was thinking too. Um, Rodriguez can in the bout in the blink of an eye. Is that his strength? Is striking that he could just end it at any time? Yeah, but he's. An, I don't know. I'd be really interested to see how he's going to plan on doing that with Volkanovski. Volkanovski controls the distance better than anybody in the UFC. Then when Rodriguez overcommits trying to get to him, he's going to get taken down to the floor. That's actually going to really fuck with his striking a lot. When you're trying to reach for somebody, then you reach too far, and that guy dives underneath you, right? Now you're, you're like, fuck. He's, going, he's running from me, and I'm trying to reach and get him, and then he jumps in. Like, now he's too close. You know, it's Volkanovski understands all of that to a T. And back to what I was telling you earlier, he switches off. Uh, angles really well. Like he goes between southpaw and orthodox. He, if you try to kick his leg, he'll take his leg back and then he'll wheel out the other direction. So when you go to punch him, you have to go all the way across over your shoulder to get to him. And he's a shorter guy and he's, a, and he's controlling the distance. So think about that logically. He has better feet. He has better lateral movement than everybody else. And he's obviously understanding angles better than everybody. So and he has longer arms, too. Nobody really talks about that. He has absurdly long arms for a guy his size. So he can still 
get to the target when he has to. How does he normally finish fights? Is that I would say usually probably by decision. He's got okay. 12 by KO and 10 by decision. So okay. Almost half his fights go to. Oh, well, I didn't even realize he had he has a lot by KO. Good. Good for him. What about Rodriguez? How does he usually finish fights? Uh, he got, he's got five KOs, four submission wins, and six decision wins. So he's pretty well balanced. Do you guys think that this is going to go to the distance? Uh, fuck, it's hard to say. They could both end each other quick. I, Yair Rodriguez is the, one of the most dynamic strikers I've seen in all the divisions. I, Adis, he's up there with Adesanya, in my opinion. I, obviously, he's, a, he's different. Adesanya is more uh, fluid and very technical, but I, Yair Rodriguez is extremely technical, too. He's got all kinds of unorthodox strikes that I, I'm not familiar with other UFC fighters doing. Yeah. I've seen him do like a somersault roll towards his opponent and try to kick him with his heel that's he, called rolling thunder yes yeah, it's, it's a kickboxing okay. move. <laughs> i haven't seen too many ufc fighters do that no it sounds it. like a garth brooks song <laughs> <laughs> the serial killer yeah i uh the bodies uh yeah volkanovsky has the longest reach that i've uh seen in his division except that Yair actually has the, the same reach, surprisingly. So uh, I think Volkanovski has better hands. Yair has got better legs. He, I think that he has better legs. Yeah. And he probably uh, have better elbows, too. Yeah, there you go. Also, or, right. yeah, I'll put you this way. Yair has probably better Muay Thai. Yeah. And then um, Volk has better boxing. Yeah, definitely. Rodriguez is uh, four inches taller, though, and they have the same. Basically, Volkanovski is a half an inch longer of a reach there that's what i was telling you yeah. earlier that's why he's so deceptive you think you're, you're punching down on this short guy but his arms are long and i don't know four inches doesn't seem like that much but that's that's a lot yeah that's what it's my a, wife says <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, 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 I was trying to hold it in <laughs> i was trying to hold it in but i couldn't help myself that's a short <laughs> yeah all right. Well, <laughs> good night. Um, yeah. <laughs> Volkanovski, did he lose his last fight? Yeah, but that's another one. Where now it's controversial. Yeah, and a lot of people think he won it. I thought he yeah, won. I rewatched it. I I thought he won, and I think uh, I saw another UFC fighter suggest that the reason that Makachev won is because he was the champion, and it was such a close fight that they just. Gave that's it. so stupid, though. Don't you, I don't mean I'm not talking about you, but you don't understand like the the process of that. If you're if a, a fight was so close mm -hmm. and you thought like, well, I don't know what I'm gonna do and who I'm gonna score it to, then why did you count the points? Why did you score the rounds? If you're gonna score the rounds after you add it up, you should have a winner or a tie, right? Score the points. I hate like that. They ties, make right? they rarely. do. They do. They yeah. do draws and not often, but it could happen. If it happens, so fucking be it. But the point is, they sitting there. It's like, well, now they're acting like they're making a decision. Now it's like, well, you didn't beat the champion. It's like now you're doing a subjective criteria into the like. Now that's a, that's. I don't think that you can do that at all. Do you, How they fucking feel the fight when is not relevant. Do you, Do you think they should add more judges? Yeah, there should be five. Five there should be five judges. Not more, even more than that. No, because it takes you fucking long. Why would it take too long? Because you're gonna have all these different people. You don't know how long it's gonna take to count uh, nine, like nine or twelve different 
independent judges scores and they're gonna have to read every single one of them out at the end of the fight you're gonna be there for 15 minutes <laughs> they don't have to read them all out they, they can just read the they, final scores they're gonna have to read the final scores of each judge's scorecard yeah well i guess yeah i was just curious because i've heard and other, then they're other... To, and then each judge has got to calculate that each each scorecard it's gonna have to be submitted to the boxing commission they're that's and, gonna take way too long and oh, chris God. adding or the time. athletic commission rather <laughs> There's something yeah. I wanted to bring up about this uh, Volkanovski Rodriguez fight. So Rodriguez lost to Max Holloway. It was a very close fight. But one thing to note is that Volkanovski fought Holloway three times and he beat him all three times. Yep. And then he also fought the Korean zombie, uh, Volkanovski and Rodriguez. Rodriguez had a very competitive fight against Korean Zombie. It actually went down to the final seconds where Rodriguez caught him with a fairly, I wouldn't say it's lucky, but a pretty uh, crazy elbow where he, the Korean Zombie. Oh, yeah, up elbow. Yeah, I saw it. But don't you think that, do you think, I thought the Zombie was beating the fuck out of him. It was so evenly matched. Do you think so? I, I thought the zombie was like really walking him down and like really threatening him. And then like he kind of ducked under and he was a little hurt and he threw this like whack ass elbow yeah. and he clipped him. Yeah, I was kind of lucky that he. I think him so like too. He's like, I use that all the time in practice. Like, no, you don't. Apparently he practices it, but being able to pull that off in a fight is like it's just less what, than 1%. I don't know. It's, uh, fucking um, hell. And he then could, uh, he might, he might. What the fuck do I know? So another thing is, uh, yeah, the Korean zombie had a really competitive fight with Rodriguez. You, he might have even won if it was lasted just that would have been it. Seconds. He was winning that fight, and then um, Volkanovsky destroyed the Korean zombie from what I remember. Yep, and so if you just look at they both fought the same guys, and Volkanovsky destroyed, yeah, they call uh, that the triangle theory, though. Yeah, so I mean, you can't just take that alone, but Volkanovsky, I feel like he's gonna win this fight by ground and pound or or outboxing him and i think rodriguez has got to use those leg strikes and and hopefully uh i don't know chop down the tree so to speak so what are you taking i'm gonna go with rodriguez because i think he's more than a 20 percent chance of winning but obviously volkanovsky is he's potentially the best pound for pound and he's so fucking good it's hard to see him losing uh the only reason I just I feel like yeah yeah Rodriguez has more like a twenty five percent chance, maybe even thirty, and they're not they're discounting his ability. And what do you have Volkanovski and Rodriguez at as as far as like the odds? Well, you the best show the best odds I found at the time like a couple days ago was minus four twenty for Volk. Jeez, but what about Rodriguez? Uh, plus three fifty. Plus three fifty. Okay, so twenty two percent. Yikes. So it's just like, uh, hey, you know, you kind of, you're right though. It shouldn't be that bad. The, I, that's I, a that's a bit high, but yeah. I would I would love to see what it is by Volk by stoppage. I can see it in my head right now, like around the fourth, fourth or fifth round, he's gonna get him to the ground, and just start grounding and pounding him. He's gonna wear him out. Yeah, he's so strong, and he was a uh, he, he came from rugby. He's so I know fucking, he used to weigh over two hundred pounds. Think about that. Wow. It's a big, yeah, fucking fire hydrant. What do you think he fights at? So he weighs Mm -hmm. in. What do you think he actually is fighting at? Like 155? Um, Well, what do you mean? Like, like, so he weighs in, but they gain weight. I know, but the fight, like he, like the last fight, he was at 155. Yeah. Like this fight, he's at 145. Do you think by Mm. fight time, he's back up to 155? He's probably up to around, 
I'd say anywhere from 160 165. What Whoa, after he weighs really? in? He goes that much up for sure. Wow. wow. He just didn't take water. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Rodriguez can probably get up there too since he's, he's five nine. Yeah, but he doesn't have Bill, he, he, he doesn't have do. the body build. Oh, like Volkanovsky's yeah. you can kind of see the frame and the the muscle on him. Like that's actually another good thing about uh having a lot of muscle on you. You can dehydrate it. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And then you bring it back a little bit he and did. then you're like right. You yeah, just get, you, know, okay. you get on the scale after you get off the scales. You just drink a whole bunch of water and like Gatorade and things like that. Have a lot of salts and sugars in it. You know, you go, you go back. There's some guys that put on 30 pounds overnight. You can do. You'll That's feel. Insane. You'll feel like shit. You'll feel it out that day fucking... during weigh-in. Like you feel like shit, or feel oh. like shit the next day after. That. Oh, you're gonna feel. You'll feel fine, but when you go to fight, you're gonna feel sluggish. Like what Whoa. the fuck happened? Some guys, you'll even see like the water around them because they put so much. They're almost bloated. Like uh, Anthony Pettis had a problem with that. If you guys are familiar with him, he was uh, he was an ex champ, and he kind of he fucked his body up a little bit. He was uh, I think he was a one fifty five pound champ, if I'm not mistaken, and then he went down to one forty five, and it ruined his metabolism. And then when he went back up to one fifty five, he almost looked really soft, and eventually he had a fight at one seventy. Oh wow! So. Jeez. So you got Volkanov, Volkanovsky I want, on stoppage. I want stoppage. <laughs> I want stoppage. Is that minus 150? Is that the cutoff on that too? Uh, Fuck. I doubt I'll be able to. Yes. Give me okay. that. And if you can't get that, do you have a backup? Uh, Yair by decision. Ooh, all right. Wow. You're going to get good odds on that. I'm sure he, that's got to be like Yair's plus. Not, Yair ain't going to be finishing him. Okay. I don't All see right. it. And you just got Yair, right? Yeah. I want to say that this is probably the, I would say it's the, the best fight card of the year. So if you're going to watch any fight, you got to watch this one. I, I would take Rodriguez just because of the crazy odds. And um, I don't know. I can't wait to watch it. I skipped you, Chris. Sorry. Whoa, Chris, what do you got? I'll take Volk. Volk just straight up. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do the same thing since I, I was going to, switch it to stoppage but i'll just be bitching out on the piggyback there so I'll, <laughs> I'll, t- I'll, d- I'll go with chris and i'll just take volk straight up all right all right well we went through them should i go over all the bets or does it matter no well, it's too many bets yeah, to go yeah jake's that, got like 74 bets there's one thing was, a lot yeah i know <laughs> you have to go through a whole there's one thing i was considering i at least would like to look at the odds is if you took a parlay for every single favorite nope i got it Okay. I got that. So I took the parlay for every single favorite, and it is, it is minus two fifty. I think it's uh, plus two fifty. So if you okay. take every favorite, it's plus two fifty. What were you thinking? I was thinking it would be interesting to take every favorite on a parlay and then hedge that with betting on every dog. Well, I wonder what that would be. There might be like. Would you like to add that into your bet? Because I want to add something into my bet yeah, on would, the end. I would like to add it, but I don't know what the odds are. So that really. Well, makes, you would just have to yeah. take all the underdogs. Yeah. And then you would have to take the favorite. Exactly. And that's plus 250. But you I have might, all the odds. Yeah. I might not go to like exactly do 100. I'll, let's just do it for the show. I, okay. I want to do it. it. It sounds fun. So we're adding <laughs> that onto your bets. Yeah. Is you're doing that hedge. Yeah. The favorites parlay versus all the underdogs. Yeah. I'll bet on all the, the favorites and then I'll do a parlay. Or I, I'll parlay all the favorites and then I'll take every dog individually, okay. except for uh, Trajan Gore. I don't think he has a chance. Okay. Well, that's where it gets a little tricky because um, then the fi- 
Oh, so you'll just take the four other. You'll yeah. take the four underdogs. Yeah. And you and then also take the favorites. Yeah. Okay. And we're going to add that into your record. And so the four, I'm just going to put four underdogs and then you're doing the favorite parlay. Sorry, me and Jake geek out on fucking betting. <laughs> he, he told me you the guys other are... night. He told me he was going <laughs> to do a slay the night. I'm like, oh, oh did he tell you? Yeah. Like, well, it's not he, a bad idea. Well, here's what I'm doing. I got a, you have one up your sleeve. I got one up my sleeve too. Okay. I like my ultimate underdog parlays and I really haven't said this on the podcast too much about these but i found one that i like so it's uh plus 2586 and it's the underdogs that i took it's duplessis it's pandoja and it's uh the other guy that i took hooker so i'm taking hooker pandoja and duplessis and it's plus 2586 That's not horrible and i'm gonna those add are all there. Honestly, there are avenues for victory for all of those guys. So that's not horrible. It could happen. Right. It could happen. So, and I'm getting what? That's like 4%. There's got to be a greater than 4% chance that that happens. I'm going with that. Huh. That's right. And I'll say this. If you guys want to piggyback on Jake's plan or my plan, we should allow it. Because we can't. That's unfair. I've got my own plan. Okay, Chris got it. Whoa, everybody's got something up their sleeve. I'd like to parlay the first four fights the opposite of what I picked for the individuals on them. Okay. Okay. My mind blew up my mind. So what? So you picked a thing in the first four, not Volkanovski. Not Volkanovski fight. And then we're gonna find out what that parlay is. The parlay of the opposite of every fight that I took for the first four. Okay. All right. Uh, can you guys talk amongst yourselves while I figure that <laughs> no, out? No, we can bit? do it. We can figure it out okay. later. Yeah. Whatever it we is. We don't need. Yeah, okay. we'll figure out what the odds are. You you have anything up your sleeve too? Because everybody's uh, got something. I'm not as fancy. I think I'm all right. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? That's why you're winning. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We're a bunch of I'm just degenerates lucky. over here. I'm just lucky. All right. Well, this this is I think I was telling you guys, this is my favorite podcast that we do every time we do this this is the third one we've done i was looking forward to this today this is so All much right. fun i like it too I, had a, I always have a good time it was a good time it was a little hot today yeah, no summertime shit. is fucking really hot um but i still had fun so thanks for coming out guys yeah, yeah. Musk thanks for having plus me 292 i'll take that one what was it musk <laughs> plus, plus, oh uh, put that one on there yeah. okay. if musk is plus 290 yeah Oh, it's minus 440 for Zuckerberg. If that fight happens, we're doing a live podcast with <laughs> yeah, the fight on. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. We're doing the live with one. Parrish here so he can and break down. Break yeah. Down. <laughs> break down. Break. You heard Elon Musk walrus move. Walrus move. He's, gonna, right. he's like, I just lay on the person. <laughs> yeah. We'll do like an announcing thing yeah. where you'll be the color commentator and you'll just be like telling us what's happening. Um, I'm down to do it. I'm down to do it. I'm, a, I'm in the Musk army right now i'm okay. with them <laughs> we'll tune into that in the future now i can't wait for that fight to happen <laughs> all right it's been a lot of fun thanks guys thank, right. you. Yeah, thank, thank you thank you thanks, thanks parish again parish thanks guys.